Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I greet you with the greetings of peace and blessings and welcome you to the Islamic podcast. This is your host Moiz Bukhari. So, for today's discussion, let's talk about the noble and sacred month that Muslims are in as per the Islamic calendar. So, the month that we are in is the month known as Muharram. Muharram, the sacred and noble month of Allah the Most High. Now this month has a lot of virtues attached to it as per the teachings of the Quran and the teachings of the Prophet peace be upon him. To get the discussion started, let me read an ayah, a verse from Surah At-Tawbah which is the ninth chapter. So this is verse number 36. Allah the Most High, he says, إِنَّ عِدَّةَ الشُّهُورِ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ إِثْنَا عَشَرَ شَهْرًا فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ يَوْمَ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ يَوْمَ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ مِنْهَا أَرْبَعَةٌ حُرُمٌ Indeed, the number of months with Allah, they are 12, 12 lunar months in the register of Allah, from the day He created the heavens and the earth. And of these months, minha, of these months, arba'atun hurum. There are four months that are sacred months full of sanctity. Now as per the words of the Prophet, Muhammad peace be upon him, where he is reported to have said, and the narration has been recorded in the book of Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, he states, the year is 12 months of which four are sacred, the three consecutive months of Dhul-Qa'dah, Dhul-Hijjah and Muharram, And then we have Rajab, which comes between Jumada and Sha'ban. So Muharram has been categorized and classified as a sacred and noble month within the Islamic calendar. Now in terms of other virtues that have been attached to this particular month, and also before we get into the virtues, there's this little tangent that I would like to touch on. You see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in terms of time, in terms of his creation, he has attached virtue to some over the others. He has attached superiority to some over the others. For example, if we were to take the gardens of paradise, the gardens of Jannah, not all of them are equal. Now, as per one particular hadith of the Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, we find out that Jannah, that paradise, consists of a hundred levels. A hundred levels. And the highest of them, the grandest of them all, is Jannatul Firdaus. It's at the, it's right at the top. It's right at the top. May Allah the Almighty grant us all access and entry into this beautiful garden of paradise. I mean, Jannatul Firdaus. Now, when you talk about the angels, colossal creatures that have been created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But not all of them are equal. We know that there are certain special angels, certain angels that have powerful attributes and virtues attached to them. For example, if you were to take the angel Jibril, the angel Gabriel, he is known to be the most powerful and the grandest angel of them all. He is Archangel Gabriel. He has been given the responsibility of uh, being the messenger between Allah and the prophets, peace be upon him. So he basically carries Uh, revelation from Allah, divine revelation from Allah and conveys it to the prophets. So he's known as Aminul Wahi, the one put in charge of, uh, you know, taking the message from Allah to the prophets. Then you have Mikail, the angel in charge of rains and provision. You have Israfil, the angel who has been put in charge of blowing the trumpet to signify the commencement of doomsday. Then you have the angel of death. 
So you have these angels who have been given virtue over others. If you were to take mankind, in general, if you were to take the nations, the nations, the umam, we know that the nation of the Prophet Muhammad is the best and the greatest of nations. We've had many, many nations, but the best and the greatest of nations is the nation of the Prophet Muhammad If you were to take mankind in general, we are not equal because the Prophets have been given superiority over us. And amidst the Prophets, we have a galaxy of Prophets that were sent to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amidst them, we have certain special Prophets who are known as Ulul Adam. The five special prophets. So they are basically Noah, Nuh Ibrahim Musa Isa and our beloved Prophet Muhammad Now from the five prophets, you have two special ones, two special friends of Allah, Khalilain. Who are they? The great Prophet Abraham, Ibrahim and our beloved Prophet Muhammad And amidst these two prophets. It is obvious that Muhammad is the greatest and the most beloved of all creation of all prophets unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as you can see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attached virtue and superiority over certain of his creation, as in to certain of his creation over others. And likewise, all passages of time are not deemed as equal. If you were to take Months, the month of Ramadan is the best of months, the best of months. If you were to take nights, the last 10 nights of Ramadan are the best of nights. If you were to take days, the first 10 days of the Hijjah are the best of days. If you were to take a specific night, it's the night of power during the month of Ramadan, which is deemed as the best and the most powerful of nights. If you were to take it during a week, a day during a week, Friday is known as the best of days. And in terms of these four sacred months, the month that has virtue above them all, the month that is sanctified the most amidst the four months is the month known as Muharram, the month that we are in. In general, Ramadan is the greatest month, but in, in uh, between these four months, Muharram is considered to be the most virtuous of months. Now let's go on with the list of virtues. The Prophet Moses and his people were saved on this particular day. As per the teachings of the Prophet ﷺ, we find out that Musa ﷺ, now for those of you who are familiar with the story of Musa ﷺ, uh, he and his people were being chased by the Pharaoh at that time, the Pharaoh, who was basically a diabolical tyrant an oppressor and a very oppressive ruler, a dictator, a tyrant who was chasing them. He was looking at killing them and destroying them. But what happened was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved Musa wasalam, and his people and he destroyed Fir'aun and his oppressive troops. So it was during the month of Muharram and most specifically the day known as Ashura, a special day that I'm going to be talking about the 10th of Muharram, a day that we're supposed to fast. It was during this particular day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved Musa wasalam, and his people. Another virtue is uh, based on a uh, narration that has been reported by Imam Ahmad rahimahullah that it was on the 10th of Muharram again during the month of Muharram that Nuh wasalam, and his people 
were saved. As in, it was on this day that the ship, the ark of Nuh came to rest on Mount Judi. So it was on this particular day. At the very beginning, fasting on the 10th of Muharram was considered obligatory. During the first year, it was considered obligatory. But afterwards, it became, uh, the minute uh, Ramadan was considered obligatory, uh, it became optional. For example, we have a hadith where our mother Aisha radiallahu anha, she states that Allah's messenger ordered the Muslims to fast on the day of Ashura. And when fasting in the month of Ramadan was prescribed, as in when it became obligatory, this particular fast, as in the 10th of Muharram, became optional for one to fast on that day. It is optional. It is it is virtuous. You are rewarded. There are many rewards attached to fasting on this particular day. But it, it as in it was it was obligatory it was in the range of being obligatory and then it became uh, optional and this hadith has been recorded in the book of imam al-bukhari rahimahullah now a little bit of a uh, context in regards to this uh, particular day as in fasting during this particular day so uh, this hadith has been recorded in the book of imam al-bukhari again the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he comes to medina and then as he came to Medina, he saw the Jews fasting on the day of Ashura, on the 10th of Muharram. So he asked them, what is this? So they responded, this is a righteous day. This is a very grand and virtuous day. It is the day when Allah saved the children of Israel from their enemies. So Musa fasted on this day. So the Prophet ﷺ went on to say, we have more right to Moses than you. We have more right to Musa than you. So he fasted on that day and commanded the Muslims to fast on that day as well. Now this particular fast is considered the best fast after the month of Ramadan. The Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, the best of fasting after the month of Ramadan is fasting Allah's month of Muharram. And this hadith has been recorded in the book of Imam Muslim rahimahullah. In another hadith, Abu Hurairah he states, I asked the Prophet وسلم, which prayer is the best after the obligatory prayers. The Prophet went on to say prayer during the mid of the night. Then I went on to ask him which fasting is the best after that of the month of Ramadan. He responded, the month of Allah that you call Muharram. So this is a special month and fasting during it is extremely virtuous. Ibn Abbas عنه, he states that I never saw the Messenger of Allah وسلم, so keen to fast on any day and give it priority over any other day than this particular day, i.e. the day of Ashura and this month, meaning uh, the month of Muharram. So as you can see, the Prophet وسلم, has prioritized and given so much of virtue to this particular month, the month known as Muharram. And in terms of rewards, in terms of the, uh, in, in terms of the rewards of fasting, uh, the day of Ashura, we have a hadith that has been recorded in the book of Imam Muslim, rahimahullah, where the Prophet report have said, fasting the day of Arafah, I hope Allah will expiate thereby for the year before it and the year after it. So the ninth of the Hijjah, that's basically the day of Arafah, that is also a very special passage of time. If you fast on that particular day, 
The Prophet states, I hope Allah will expiate thereby for the year before it and the year after it. And fasting the day of Ashura, that is the 10th of Muharram, I hope Allah will expiate thereby for the year that came before it. So basically fasting the 10th of Muharram, the day of Ashura, will expiate the sins of the year before it. May Allah forgive our sins. Now in terms of fasting the 10th of Muharram, we learn that the Prophet ﷺ had recommended that it is best to fast on either the 9th and the 10th or the 10th and the 11th. So in terms of what is best, you're supposed to couple it with a day before it or after it. So if you are looking at fasting on the 10th, it is best. The very best to fast the 9th and the 10th or the 10th and the 11th. But at the very least, if you're looking at only fasting one day, then you focus on the 10th. This is based on the teachings of the Prophet And in terms of uh, other things, other good deeds that you can do during this particular day, you can read as much from the Quran as possible. You can spend on one's family. There are, there are great blessings to be attained uh, throughout the year by spending on others during this particular day. The Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, one who generously spends on his family on Ashur, on the 10th of Muharram, Allah will be generous on him for the entire year. For the entire year. The more you give, the more you get in return. There are, there are scholars of the past who have said, for example, you have... Uh, Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal rahimahullah, who states that Sufyan ibn Uyayna rahimahullah, is reported to have said, I have practiced this, you know, the, the deed of spending on others for 50 or 60 years and I have found nothing but good in it. So from this it's clearly understood my dear brothers and sisters that the 10th of Muharram is a day that we're supposed to fast, we're supposed to do as many, many good deeds as possible, we're supposed to be generous, we're supposed to uh, give out generously for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're supposed to uh, try and reap as many rewards from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as possible and try to be in a state of obedience, in a state of servitude unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, with the hope of reaping as many rewards from Allah as possible. So let us all place a firm intention to do as many good deeds as possible. So ideally what you're supposed to do is perhaps mark the date on your calendars. It's just a few days away from today. Mark the date and ensure that you fast the day of uh, Ashura, that is the 10th of Muharram, and ideally couple it with a day before it or a day after it, and also try to do as many good deeds as possible during the particular day. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our good deeds, to help us do as many good deeds as possible, and to help us uh, do all those good deeds with a beautiful element of sincerity, ikhlas, where we do it solely for the pleasure of Allah, not for the applause of the creation of Allah, but rather for the pleasure of the Creator Himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala. With that, I conclude. I look forward to talking to you all in another episode. So until then, take care. This is Maurice Bukhari signing off. And by the way, uh, you can access these recordings via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
just search for the show, just search for my name and you should find the recordings. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to rate and review uh, the episodes. They mean a lot. I'm looking forward to hearing your suggestions in this regard, perhaps in terms of topics that you would like me to touch on and other suggestions. Inshallah ta'ala. Jazakum la khair. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.